Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Crazy Enough to Win. This podcast is about going big. It's about, well, people that are willing to do what others are afraid to do. It's for people who are willing to take chances, to have a different perspective, to push themselves beyond mediocrity. You've heard me say it before if you followed this podcast over the course of the last few months. The infection we must most worry about is mediocrity commonness the infection of average this podcast is about going big and today i'm going to challenge listeners with something that is contradictory to popular thinking and the idea behind this this topic came from well this concept that if we go through 36 hours of pain on behalf of our organizations that we can get to a better future on the other side. So this is going to be a wild ride. Stay with me. You don't want to miss the ending. And by the way, if you want to contact me or share your opinion with me, you can easily do that at johngrubs.com. There is an easy link for you to reach me via email. And maybe you have a question, maybe you have a comment, maybe you disagree. I would love to hear your thoughts. So here's today's topic. 36 hours of pain, firing, in other words, terminations are more critical than hiring. My thesis is that If we want to get to a better organization, firing is better than hiring. In other words, who we terminate can move the needle more than who we hire. Let that soak in a moment. I think you will agree with me at the end. So, terminations suck. Nobody likes to fire someone. Well, I hate to say nobody. Most people don't like to fire anyone. We know that there are other people attached to those humanoids and that there are, well, there's pain for people when they lose a job, when they lose a livelihood. And as humans, our social tendencies are to avoid conflict. We don't like it and we tend to avoid it. And in his book, Traction, which I recommend to all listeners, by the way, it's a great book. Gino Wickman describes the 36 hours of pain that accompany an employee termination, meaning that you're going to go through 36 hours of mental anguish, of fear, of emotion when you fire somebody. And listen to where this came from. This is from the book. And I'll make commentary on this on the other side. But this is Gino talking. He said, a good friend of mine shared this powerful observation with me, and it has now become an EOS staple. EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is in the book Traction. If you want to learn more about that, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, you can read the book Traction. 
Gino went on to say he shared, with, shared it with me after a tough decision he made in his business. He let a long-term employee go who had been with him since the beginning. And unfortunately, the company had outgrown this person. It was excruciatingly difficult, says Wickman. And he anguished for months over this termination. Once he decided his people were happier, he was more satisfied and the company was better off. And he said, guess what? So was the person who was fired as he found a better job that suited him. This person went on to say, in hindsight, my friend realized that he would have saved everyone involved months of hassle if he decided sooner when it needed to be done. And ironically, when he finally decided, he realized only 36 hours of pain between delivering the news and executing the transition. So that's what he refers to by 36 hours of pain. Gino went on to say, I now have many clients that have experienced this same dynamic and have validated this truth over and over. And he said, you may be sitting there with a tough decision that needs to be made. Maybe you've wrestled with this for months, maybe longer. He said, I urge you to solve it for the long term and greater good of your company. Save yourself and your people the hassle. After all, once you do it, once you do the termination, you should only experience about 36 hours of pain. So that's an excerpt from the book, Traction. So I'm asking you podcasters, podcast listeners, podcast fans, podcast followers, does this sound familiar? I spent time this morning coaching a company president through this concept. Now, the executive has had a lousy fit for several years but never made a change. Why? That's our focus for today. Why? And I consider terminations essential to success than hiring because one is easy and the other is difficult. Let me say that again. I consider terminations more essential to success than hiring because one is easy. It's easy to hire. If you have the, um, the budget, it's easier. It's kind of fun to put an ad in place and look for a new person. But firing, on the other hand, is hard. So who you fire is more likely to strengthen your team than whom you hire. <laughs> Let that soak in a moment. And here's one more thing. Firing is more important than hiring. And I promised you this perspective will make sense in the end. So stay with me. Stay with me until the ending. I want you to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. So here's the reason. Hiring is always a guess because we take a chance on the new candidate. Impressive resumes. We've seen those. Excellent references. Nobody wants to speak badly of a past employee. And fantastic interviews do not portend the truth. As hiring managers, we have all experienced this with candidates who did not work out. And to fix this, we use employee assessments, group interviewing, 
and many other tools to fill the gap. Yet bad hires continue to get through the process. Here's the deal. Nobody with hiring experience is always successful. Candidates are sneaky, truth-manipulating doppelgangers. Those are evil twins of people who sit in our office or now <laughs> on our Zoom screens. People are good at getting through the cracks. People learn how to interview. People learn interviewing skills. They get good at job hunting. And when we want to replace someone, when we want to hire someone, our tendency is to give people the benefit of the doubt. In other words, our emotional brain takes over and pushes back our rational brain. Now, here's why terminations are better. They're less fuzzy. This president that I was talking to this morning on the phone, uh, she's known this person was not a good fit. The person caused tension on the team, and the person just wasn't trusted. But the tendency to avoid terminations is the problem. And I speculate that it costs organizations millions of dollars in productivity and additional turnover when a manager realizes a hiring mistake. In other words, they have awareness, they delay action, and the employee gets terminated. I call this realization cost. So these are the dollars between the time you realize you need to make a decision with somebody and the time you actually do. How much cost is incurred in that period of time? So you discovered the problem and failed to act. And guess what? That doesn't include the opportunity cost from not having the right person in that employee's position. Here's an example. A superstar sales professional in the role of a mediocre dud will add significant value to your company's financial success. So you don't have the superstar because you have the dud. That's called opportunity cost. So you now have realization cost and opportunity cost. Here's another example. A high-performing design engineer will add far greater value than an incompetent engineer who took the job just to satisfy his parents. Let that soak in a moment. So making room for talent is the number one job for a manager if winning and success are the business's goals. Otherwise, you're just subjecting other team members, including yourself, to untold suffering and misery that is entirely unnecessary. Wow. And I know, I know this is contradictory thinking in the world of business. I mean, we've been programmed by generations of harmony-seeking humans conditioning us to avoid conflict. We don't like it. We're not used to it. And put on top of that, litigation and liability have made us a known negative contributor instead of searching for the unknown positive candidate. In other words, we will accept an unknown, well, a known negative person rather than looking for an unknown positive. You've heard people say the devil that you know. So I think it's time to rethink this approach to business. Unless altruism, unless you're doing it just for the good of humanity, 
unless, unless you're in an altruistic business, just not needing to make a profit, unless altruism is your business's purpose, you must make room for talent to improve performance, morale, and yes, your bottom line. There's one more important concept to consider. I call this concept the cost of waiting, the cow. Cow is a significant metric that many business leaders do not examine. How much does the wrong person cost your organization? Here's an example. I recently had a conversation with a CEO who had identified two, two under performing and under-motivated sales professionals. Her initial approach was to wait two months before termination. I challenged her decision by asking, what, what's the fully loaded cost of those two employees in her company? And she estimated the monthly cost per person at around $7,500. That's when you figure in their salary and benefits. What's the fully loaded cost? And she said it's about $7,500 per person per month. Two people at that salary for two months are significant. If you figure out her cow, her cost of waiting, two people at $7,500 a month for two months, her decision, her cow is $30,000. That's right. The cost of waiting is $30,000. That's not insignificant. Well, the counter argument to this thesis, to my thesis, is you cannot fire your way to success, John. And that's true. It's true. But you can indeed fire your way to better profitability, improved morale, and increased productivity from other employees. Here's what I believe. Firing the wrong people will make room on your team for the right people. And listen to this. This is the, the ending that I promised you. Jack Welch. He's the late and former CEO of General Electric. Listen to what Jack said. He said, we do people a disservice when we keep them longer than they should be. He said, if someone is never going to be a top performer on your team for whatever reason, you must let them go find an opportunity for success elsewhere. He said, keeping them employed, whether we're in denial of actual performance or without accountability, is patently unkind. He said, don't keep a dud on your team for too many years. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to them. Let them go find a job where they can be successful. Be honest with people. Don't mislead them regarding their capability. I call capability your skills and knowledge. Some people are not cut out for certain jobs. All people aren't meant to have a certain job. I mean, you put me in a situation where I'm not interacting with people and all I'm doing is looking at numbers all day, I would not be successful. It's not the type of job that I'm wired for. Kindness to people means being truthful. 
truthful about their job performance, truthful about their success on the job or lack of success on the job. As a leader, it's your job to free people's futures. If you free people's futures, they can find happiness and success. Wow. As a leader, I want you to take this responsibility literally and seriously. Life is too short, far too short, to work in any position that will never give someone the satisfaction of success for too long. I mean, there are times when we need a job and we will go through suffering in order to get to something better. But that's no way to live long term, to suffer every day in a job that you cannot stand or even worse, cannot find success in. Maybe it's the leader's duty to let people go so that they can find something that they're good at, that they will enjoy. It's better to endure 36 hours of pain that will make your team stronger and allow you to add talent for improvement. Wow. So unless you're a sole proprietor, unless you're the only person that works in your business, I will restate my thesis. Firing is more critical than hiring. If you have a team of people getting the wrong people off the team in order to make room for new talent is extremely critical. And if you go through 36 hours of pain, you are almost always better off on the other side. And guess what? Here's something anecdotal. I can't give you evidence. I can't give you science. But I can give you my anecdotal experience. As a longtime coach, CEO coach, here's what I firmly believe. When you have this little voice in the back of your head saying you need to make a people change, that voice is usually right. That voice is usually accurate. It's that instinct about people that we pick up on. Now, I'm not saying we need to act upon that instinct. We need to be more rational about hiring, about firing, because we are in a litigious society. People can sue for anything here in the United States. But what I'm telling you is your instincts are usually closer to right than we like to admit. And if you think there's a people problem in your organization, there usually is. Where there's smoke, there's often fire. There's something causing you to feel the way you feel about the individual on your team as a leader. Now, I know this podcast is not for leaders exclusively or necessarily people in leadership positions. But some of you are in leadership positions and some of you are suffering right now with this issue. But here's the bigger thing. Some of you are leaders of the future. We have a lot of young listeners on this podcast. Some of you are future supervisors and managers and executives and CEOs. And if you can have this understanding in your toolkit early as a leader, it will serve you over and over in your lifetime. 
So don't go around saying John thinks you should fire everybody. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying our obligation as a leader is to get rid of the wrong people, not just for our sake, but for theirs as well, so that we can make room for the right people. That's what a leader does. If you cannot get someone to become successful and they're not willing to do what they have to do to be successful, it is your duty to go through the 36 hours of pain necessary to make a change. Wow. So again, I want you to subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications. I try to do at least one episode a week, but sometimes I'll do two. I want you to follow me on Instagram. I want you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I want you to follow me on Twitter. You can like my business page on Facebook. I don't do much on personal Facebook. But you can reach out to me. You can connect with me on at www.johngrubs.com. You can even download a free book on my website. And there are many, many, many pages of content for you to read if you want to become a better leader. There are many, many videos that you can watch on my YouTube channel, which is linked on my website. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. Let me know if you were one of those people who were in a dead-end job that you hated, but you didn't want to quit, and a wise supervisor let you go against your will, and life turned out to be much better. You know, I think back to my very first job out of college. I was not fired. I was laid off because they were closing the plant. And I had a new baby, brand new baby. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I've got this new baby. I've got a new house. I've got all these obligations and I'm losing my job. Well, guess what? I landed an even better job. And that's what's been the pattern in my life. Every time I left a job that I thought was amazing, I ended up with a better job. And now I've been working for myself almost 18 years. So this podcast is about going big. It's about taking chances. It's about moving against the grain. It's about doing what other people are afraid to do. This podcast is for crazy people, people crazy enough to win. Until next time.